Hey everyone, and welcome to the Unlocking Growth Show, the podcast where we help businesses unlock the next level of growth. I'm your host, Gary, CEO and co-founder of Whale, a solution that empowers teams with the knowledge and training they need to succeed. As an entrepreneur, I understand the challenges of scaling a business, and I'm excited to share my insights and those of my successful guests from around the world to help take your business to new heights. So sit back, relax, and get ready to level up your business game with Unlocking Growth. You wrote the playbook on email marketing for software as a service business. If you had 60 seconds on the clock, what would that sound like? What is the book, the playbook all about? The playbook is based on my experiences working with different SaaS businesses, helping them leverage email as a channel to be able to drive sales, to be able to drive engagement, help discover features. So basically it takes them through the entire journey of starting from scratch, understanding the value of email, then figuring out how to actually set it up, what to get in terms of values, and then building specific strategies as they move forward to test their emails, to implement them, to ice them. And then eventually it gets into like more advanced strategies where they can help with retention, where they can help with upsells, where they can help with cross-sell, all of the good stuff that businesses are trying to achieve when they're trying to grow and scale and accelerate their journey. Awesome. So the title of your book is geared toward software as a service businesses. Yeah. Is that who you intended to help write it? And who specifically in those businesses were you aiming the playbook at? And for those who actually go and buy your book and read it, what can they expect from a value side of things? Yeah. So I wrote it for my past self to some extent, where in 2015, I joined a startup, a SaaS business called Lander in Montreal, Canada. Basically, I was I picked up a platform. We were using Intercom. We had three emails in place. None of it was really performing. And by the end of it, going through that journey of discovery, making all the mistakes, sending emails to the wrong people, having campaigns that don't perform, uh, we ended up with something that was quite successful and quite useful to the growth of the comp company. So I'm trying to make it for that initial person that is picking up, is being tasked with email. Oftentimes, those people are not professional email marketers. So they might be people in marketing. They might be people in product. And they're being told, oh, okay, it would be great if we add some emails, added some emails for onboarding, for conversion, whatever it is. And then they're stuck figuring it out by themselves. So that was the goal in that case to go from there. And the idea is to cover everything in terms of that journey and then take people from nothing all the way to becoming the experts themselves. That's great. So you're basically helping people avoid the mistakes you made by sharing yeah. your learnings and strategies that you've picked up along the way. Yeah, I share a few stories in the book. At some point, we sent like 85,000 emails on a Friday afternoon at 5 p.m. <laughs> people telling them that they were going to get, like it was an experiment. So we told them like they were going to get a free subscription for a month, but we didn't have the tech to actually do that and it couldn't scale anything like that. We got in trouble internally, but there were a lot of learning that came out of that. How do you actually pre-test your email, make sure that doesn't happen, make sure your segmentation is not blowing up based on the segments that you, you select. Sounds, sounds intriguing. So give us some of the learnings that you share with your audience in the books, because you know that we like some of the actionable advice here for the people that listen in. We're all about playbooks that help people take action. What are some of the strategies, some of the learnings, some of the challenges that people might face with email marketing and how to avoid them that, that you can share with us today? 
So as businesses become more complex and you're getting more users, more signups, more customers, more people that are converting, turning, whatever the situation is, it becomes very difficult to track like the, the journeys of different users, the journeys of different customers. And that was something that was really a big challenge initially, especially when you're you're dealing with large numbers of subscribers, large numbers of signups. It just becomes a mess. So one of the great things that we came up with, someone on my team actually came up with, is what we call the train track approach, which is basically you look at it a little bit like a, you look at your customer journey a little bit like a train network to some extent, where there's people that are coming in at different with different backgrounds, with different goals, with different journeys that they're trying to achieve. They might come in a little further down the line. They might come in a little bit earlier. And you're trying to get them on the right track as quickly as possible. And at every station, you're able to make a decision about what the next best track is for people. So this might sound a little bit esoteric or whatever else, but the idea is basically in this case to be able to understand where people are starting from, where they're trying to get at, and know which are the best approaches for that. And that helps you control what types of emails and campaigns people are being sent and how you can actually achieve progress with these people. Because the issue is oftentimes when people do different campaigns, is they're going to be overlapping. And then mm. the person is going to get a scattered experience with email. They might get emails from support, might get emails from transactional platforms, received everything, might get an SMS, might get the sales guy calling them. The idea is to create that continuous experience that allows you to take the person from the station in Antwerp and get them all the way to Amsterdam the way they wanted to. I like that. I like that analogy on the train tracks. How would one define what the starting station and end station should look like? What are some of the practicalities in figuring that out? Yeah, so part of the issue is that a lot of people pick up email, for example, and they look at it from the journey starts at the sign up or the journey starts as when we get the email address. But the reality is the journey starts whenever the person is first put in contact with the brand. So that journey might be completely different. So for example, if I'm discovering whale at, at an event and I'm being told that it's accounting platform, my expectations coming in when I get to your websites are going to be completely different. So my, my journey, I might be coming from London all the way at the cross water. I get to the point is like, this is not what I was looking for. <laughs> so sometimes you need to correct those understandings. Sometimes you need to pick up the, if they got on the landing page, they understood the value of the product. You, you get that relationship that is a lot clearer. So it's understanding these different journeys and this thing is the, how to best address them to get them to their objective. So a good way to kind of figure that out is to do what is called switch interviews. Uh, to do interviews with these early signups or the early subscribers to understand that full journey. So how did they first first hear about Whale? How did they, what were they looking for? What type of value they were trying to get at? How that they actually evaluated the solution? What made them decide to sign on? And you look at these different thresholds and understand what's the vector of value that they're trying to get at? What's, what is the, their desired outcome that they're trying mm -hmm. to get at? And based on that, you're trying to help them accelerate that journey of discovery towards their personal goals. That's great. So I'm visualizing that the outcome of this exercise is just if you were in London and you see the metro map of yeah, all the different lines exactly. and outcomes and the intersections, basically yeah. that, but for your customer journeys, 
Yeah. And yeah, it makes for a great analogy. So let's say what you've mapped a journey, you've done the interviews, you've done the work. What comes next? So if we just take pick it up on what you mentioned, like you have a map of London, and I don't know if anyone's been to London, but it's a super complex map. Yeah. So you might not want to cater to all the different lines. Like the same way that the subway itself didn't start with one thing, with a bunch of different things. So you might want to focus on the IS. You, you want to do your 80-20, more mm-hmm. or less, to figure out what is my ICP, so my ideal customer profile, what is the typical journey based on the acquisition flow, the different types of communications that they got initially. So you might want to start with that, that flow itself and tr- start to map what are the different milestones that they need to achieve in order to get the outcome that they're looking for. So this helps you a little bit break down the experience so you can actually make push people towards their desired outcome one step at a time. So that could include your onboarding, that could include your emails, that could include your product messaging. So ideally, everything works together to help people to that next step within their journey so that they become people that see value in your product and your platform. Makes sense. Cool. What's next? What's the next step? So if we simplify this, I think oftentimes, especially in SaaS, like the first thing that people will try to start with is an onboarding sequence. So I come in the product, there's a sequence that helps me align my situation with the value that I'm trying to get with the product. And oftentimes that will lead to some kind of trial upgrade or a conversion email or whatever it is. So if we look at this specifically, we've done our interviews, we've figured out what are the, the key things that people are looking for when they're signing up for the product. So you would try to look for dips within that usage initially and send reinforcement to be able to build the habit of opening the emails, getting in the product, be able to perform the tasks that will help me get the value that I'm trying to get to the product. So you're trying to get people on that journey to to get what they were initially trying to achieve and as well try to make them discover why Whale is amazing and it's the solution that they should be using for all their needs that they sign up for. Okay, so if we were to stick in in the analogy of trains (laughs) is you've got someone who's on the train, they sometimes they get off and they catch the wrong train, right? So you need to redirect them as quickly as possible on the right track so they are still headed for the ideal outcome or where they originally intended to go. What I'm hearing is you need to be very data-driven, for a company to pinpoint, oh, wait a minute, this journey this person is on is not what originally we thought he would need to be on. Like, how does data come into play? How do you identify yeah. where you need to correct that kind of stuff? Well, so if we, so I'm highlighting as, a, as, a, as an overall process where you would put this sequence together, the right way to do it and the way I recommend doing it is starting with just one email, mm-hmm. starting with one communication initially, and then tracking if people actually do the thing that you're trying to get them to do. Because oftentimes what people will do, they'll be, this is the project we're on. We're going to be doing a sequence of emails. But if the first email doesn't do the thing that you're trying to get it to do, like the second email will probably yeah. just muddy the water and the third one. And the, like, so people, if people are not getting to the next station, like they're not, it doesn't matter if you have all these different things beyond that. So you want to make sure that behavior, it's driving the right behavior and it's driving the right, right outcome for the person. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so it is a matter of testing. It's a matter of getting some some qualitative feedback out of this as well. You can use some micro surveys to learn what people are doing, but you want to make sure that you get the actual performance that you are trying to get there 
before you start adding more complexity. Okay. So if you were to go manually about it, I can assume this takes a lot of time. So I know that prior to our conversation, you shared that automating some of this stuff is something you need to take take into consideration. What are, what are some of the things you can share with us on that? Well, so the beauty with automation is that it helps apply the results that you're getting. And especially when you're looking at this from an onboarding perspective, everything that happens within early within the journey of your customers or your users helps set the stage for things that happen later on. So there's this kind of idea where people are going to be like, oh, I have 2 million emails. I'm going to be able to sell to them like anytime I want. So I'm not going to be messaging them. I'm going to be messaging them next year. It doesn't work like that because you didn't get the people on that list to be at a point where they understand the value. They see this as a valid option. So you want to use these initial automation to find the best recipe to convince people that they should be they should be seeing value in the product. And then you can be able to build on those relationships later on. So automation as the as the benefit that it allows you to replicate the best user experience that you were able to come up with. So yeah. the best way to interact with your prospects, the best way to get them to their goals. Okay. So we've mapped a journey. We've put them on a track. They're on their way. We've made sure the trains are on autopilot. Basically, <laughs> what's next? From there, you will want to be uh, looking for the emails that are performing suboptimally and the ones that are performing optimally, and you will want to get the, the right benefits. So if, if people are not opening your emails, it doesn't really matter what's in it to some extent. So you want to make sure that people open it within benchmark that are reasonable for your product. And you want to make sure that they are able to get, they, they are actually achieving the thing that you're asking them for to do within the email. So to do that, you can do some sequences, especially if you're like in SaaS, you're going to have a, some form of stream of signups. You can use different cohorts to be able to test uh, different messaging, different approaches. Usually a good way to optimize an email is from the headers, the things that are the preview text, the title, the name of the person that is sending it everything that you see without opening the email, then you would get into the top of the email. You want people to start reading it gradually all the way to the call to action and what happens on the website itself. So it's a little bit of a, fun, of a funnel this way, uh, but you want to make sure that there is some kind of performance initially to know that this is the right email to be optimizing to start with. So if you send an email that is not, not well-written or not super like, the best communication, but people are still achieving the goal that you're trying to achieve thanks to the email, you have a good sense that if you optimize it, it will actually give you more benefits. It will help you achieve this more effectively. Nice. Okay. So the equivalent of A-B testing, basically try a couple of different things, double down on the things that work and further tweak the ones that are not getting your passengers to the end station basically start over and try a different approach. Yeah, I would. One thing that I see often with companies is that they will think in that that okay, I need to do all these things. I think it's really important in this case, especially in SaaS, like to focus on the eighty twenty. Really focus on the things that will drive your core benefits. So I call these a little bit like the pillar emails, like the things that are really driving most of the impact. So like your welcome email, your conversion emails, your first onboarding emails. These different types of email will have disproportionate email experience impact on the experience of users and the performance. 
we're big on 80-20 here at Whale as well. We're, we're on, when it comes to documentation, we believe like having 80% of it covered will get you, oh, 20% cover will get you most of the way there. We can definitely check, stay on that train of thought, but not intended. All right, cool. So w- what else do you have in store for our audience? What are some of the last couple of things that, that they can utilize here at the end of that journey? So I think from there, it's a matter of finding a better alignment with their their user base. Like the product in general, especially as it moves forward, you will start getting different sub-segments that are signing up for the product, might see different value from the product. So I'm sure there's different types of organizations that are signing up for whale, different types of users, different types of people initiating. So at some point you want to, once you're starting to get good performance on your core campaign, it might make sense to resegment or to start looking at different sub-segments of this, and then which will increase complexity, but at the same time will help you get more people to actually see the benefit and be able to convert. So I think that's something that's really underdone, especially in SaaS, like to the resegmenting things that are already working. So you might have your 80-20 things in place, but at some point you might realize that you're able to double the conversion rate on a specific segment that is super good for your business that usually pays massive dividends. And that's a little trick that I think people should be using a little more. Fantastic. So to summarize what you share with us today, it starts obviously with understanding what the journey your users want to be on, understanding what the impact of value it is that they're hoping to achieve. Start to map the journey. Where do they come from? What are the different stations, if you will, they pass on to getting to the value? Making sure to prioritize though, and do everything at once. Don't build the metro station map in, in London because you will get overwhelmed. I definitely took a couple of wrong subways when going to London. So try to keep it simple. Map the sequences accordingly to the journey you want your people to be on. Look at automation, obviously, always, if you can. Let technology do the heavy lifting, uh, if possible. And then go and measure results to learn, find the 80-20 approach, the things that is going to drive most value without having to do everything. And then once you've nailed one of these tracks, if you will, go and look at other segments or sub-segments even to keep iterating, improving, and unlocking the next level of growth in your business, like we call it, like to call it. Um, anything else you'd like to leave as a final remark on this subject, Etienne? Uh, pretty much email is amazing and you guys should be using it more. Awesome. So for everyone wanting to learn more on email marketing for your business, definitely go check out Etienne's book. There'll be a link on, on the blog. Thank you, Etienne, so much for sharing your wisdom with us and I hope to talk to you soon. My pleasure. Thank you. If you love the show, feel free to leave a review so other people can find it. Also check out our blog for additional resources. Just sign up on usewhale.io slash blog. Until next time.